So I've been thinking of uh, trying something new and I'm thinking of starting my own music career. Okay. Yeah. And I think Frank Pearson uh, doesn't really have that, uh, doesn't have a name that really catches. Right. So I'm thinking of changing my stage name to Frank and Confident. Frank and Confident. Because I'm, you know, Frank and, and I exude confidence, correct? I got a better one for you. Yeah? Frank Lee Confident. Because you're frankly confident. Sorry. <laughs> that is so much better. Yeah. Well, you be the front man. I'll be Kyle West. You be I'll be sure. I like the sounds of that. Okay. So that is our, our ham-handed uh, intro into Albie Sure's Night and Day. I'll be sure sounds like something my dad would write at the end of a birthday poem that he writes for one of the family members. They always end with a um, author's name that's really just another way of saying a phrase. So I'll be sure if he's listening, I know for sure he's going to be using this on the next birthday card. I'll be sure about that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) we've taken the sexiest song we've ever put on to this show and we have just covered it in dad jokes we've basically turned it into an abbott and costello routine here so yeah bill hit the nail on the head here sexy song very sexy song well, you were always a big New Jack Swing fan. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is really, this is your episode because you've been talking about doing New Jack Swing for a while. Yeah, this is where Frankly Confident uh, comes in and, and shines. Okay. All right, I'll be sure. Let's talk a little bit about his history. So I'll be sure, real name, Albert Joseph Brown III. And the I'll be sure works out nicely because it's Albert Brown, Al B., but the idea kind of came from a, uh, a sample off of a record that a DJ was playing. And the artist on the record was saying, I'll be sure. But the accent that the artist was singing in made the aisle sound like Al. Yep. Can you follow what I'm, what I'm gotcha. trying to say here? Yeah. 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 And he heard that and he said, like, that's my name. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. And it's a pretty confident statement. And he's a pretty confident man. Well, I mean... Let's go through what makes him confident. He is a good-looking man, six foot tall. He's able to play football. Yeah, very athletic very, build. Yeah, and he's a rapper Yeah, before he did any of this. Yeah, because he was a background with a Heavy D and the boys. Yeah, he was, he was not a one of the boys, but he's one of the boys in, the, in terms of hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went to high school with Heavy D. Yeah, yeah. So this little uh, town, was it Mont... Mount Vernon? Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon High School, yeah. Yeah. So you got Heavy D there, and then he's kind of hanging out, and so he's kind of part of that crowd. Yeah. I, I think he was part of getting Heavy D signed to a label. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. He didn't end up being one of the boys, but he said he was fine with that because he was interested in getting out front. Yeah, and he, he did his own thing. So we, we talked about his uh, athletic prowess. 
star quarterback of the Mount Vernon High School team, had a scholarship to go to University of Iowa to play uh, football there, but he thumbed his nose at it, decided to pursue his uh, musical career. One of the key parts for his musical career is his partnership with his cousin, Kyle West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle West had a musical background, a keyboard player and everything, had a really good ear for it, yeah. um, was trained and everything. Yeah. So so they collaborated together. And from what I understand, they wrote this single together. They did. So what ends up happening is Kyle West is off to college. And when he'd come home for breaks, like Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, he'd work on music. But he wouldn't work on music while he's at school. Oh, okay. He'd just come down and write music. And get together with Al B. Sure, I guess, I, I don't know if he'd call him Al B. Sure back then. We'll just call him Al B. Sure. Yeah, let's call him Al. Okay. Right? It yeah. works both ways. Okay. So, I read an interview they had with Kyle West. Okay. And so, he said, I dabbled in music as a kid and Al was a rapper. He liked the attention and he just needed to find something to do. We actually met and grew up with Eddie F. of Heavy D and the Boys and they said they grew up in the same city. And then he said, while well, he was in college... He started writing music on this keyboard, even though he didn't know a lot about how to do this, but his grandfather's a musician, his father's a musician, all this stuff, Kyle West was saying. And so while he's making this music, the sounds are more R&B than rap, even though rap was more popular at the time. And he said, once I began creating music, I told Al, you can't rap over this. You're going to have to do something else. So Al, be sure, began teaching himself how to write songs, follow melodies, and write strong lyrics and arrangements. And he goes on from there. But basically, within the span of like six months, I'll be sure, transforms himself into an R&B singer. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So what singer do you think he's modeling his voice after? Now, he didn't say this, but I I believe it's this from what my research has shown. Well, um, what I saw and read, there's a lot of Luther Vandross that he was looking at. Um, so some of the the Quiet Storm stuff, Freddie yep. Jackson. Yeah, it's tough to say. Well, I'll tell you what I think. What do you think? I think it's Michael Jackson. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they said they were both listening to Bad a lot. Yeah. And he talks a lot about how important Michael Jackson was to opening up things for for black artists. He was saying, he said to Questlove in an interview. So I think he's looking at the Michael Jackson voice and doing his own thing with it. But it yep. does work with another Al, kind of. I mean... Weird Al, yeah. I was thinking Al Green. But oh, yeah, weird, like, yeah, okay, that now, too, yep. Al Green's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. And so Al be sure is different too. That, like these are people who are finding their voice within six months and recording, where yeah. you have like Al Green is, is well-trained. Oh, he's in, yeah, he's in a different stratosphere. Different, yeah, yeah, different right? stratospheres. No, no offense, Al be sure. So they made four singles. They created these demos, and the four singles were Night and Day, Off on Your Own Girl, Rescue Me, Naturally Mine. We're here to talk about, of course, Night and Day. Mm -hmm. And the demo has all the stuff there. It's missing key ingredients that make it the big hit it is. But when you hear this demo, and I'll just play a snippet of it now, you can hear what's going on. Music 
Yeah, there's a lot going on with that demo, right? It's busy. Yeah. As Kyle West would say, he's a young producer who has no idea how to produce in his mind, but the creative raw talent is there and yeah. you can see it in what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So um, the story goes, they create the single and they enter it into a, a competition, which is championed by Quincy Jones. And he's the one who personally picks this song. Yeah. And sort of sets the career in motion. Yeah. So Quincy Jones has this uh, 18, 19, 20 year old as his mentee, right? So Albie Shore is picked and his mentor is Quincy Jones. Like that's massive. Right. This is the guy that put together We Are the World. He also produced Michael Jackson. That's right. Yes. Okay. So we got the songs all set. Teddy Riley gets involved, right? Yeah. Yep. And Teddy Riley's kind of considered the, the godfather of the New Jack Swing uh, movement. But I know this is classified as New Jack Swing. I find the New Jack Swing ballads are more of a hybrid between New Jack Swing and Quiet Storm. And the Quiet Storm stuff would be anything like a, a lot of the 80s Luther Vandross, Freddie Jackson that, that I had mentioned earlier. Like the, the balladeer, the soft sort of love songs, right? And you take that and the new Jack Swing elements and you you mash them together and, and that's what night and day is. That's what I feel night and day right. is. And that's fair enough, I think. And it's so when they talk about New Jack Swing, apparently, well, Teddy Riley is like the creator of it. Albie Schur's name comes up a lot because yes. he's around. And I guess Keith Sweats. Keith Sweat, <laughs> like Johnny the, Kale, New Edition, oh, Bobby yeah. Brown. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, all those guys. And these are all Teddy Riley's involved with all these guys. Yeah, so, Bill Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Okay. The guitars are crazy on here and yeah. really unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have, I don't know if it's Teddy Riley or Les Davies on it, but whoever is playing guitar, wherever they found it, is something pretty cool. Because I don't think this is a song full of samples in the way that samples have been done the last 30 years. Yeah. This is something a little different because I can't find like, oh, they sampled this, they sampled that. It just has keyboard programming mm-hmm. by Kyle West. And even um, I'll Be Sure did more than vocals. He was doing some drum programming yeah. too. So yeah, there's yeah. some cool things going on in that sound. Yeah. So let's jump into the song. Yeah. It wins the uh, single competition. Signs with Warner music. And just for the single though. And they release the single. Yes. And it does huge, right? And then they demand the album. And they have to work like crazy. Yeah. So they, they smash out the album. And the album is in effect mode and that that all comes out in 1988 the the b side of the single is the french version of the song nuit et jour oh wow okay i did not know that yeah so he's taking a super sexy song and singing it in french which probably turns it up to like audible orgasm Well, let's talk about the English version anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah. My French is terrible. Yeah. So the opener here, we have the intro. And like all great love, love songs, there's some spoken word going on at the beginning. 
Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of ooze, a lot of uh, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. It just, it prepares you for exactly what it is. And a lot of consent going on here for a 1988 track. Yeah. Impressive. Yep. So let me just read it in the only way I can. Woo. Ah, can you feel it, baby? I can. I, 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 a. Um, excuse me. Do you think that I might be able to touch you? Who, me? This, you can barely hear that in the track. Yeah. I, yay. <laughs> so that's the opener. I would say that your reading of that is just slightly below Albie Shore's yeah. version on the album. If I read that in French, now oh we're talking. Oh, my goodness. Hey. Lyrically, this song has some limitations, but when you find out the story of how it's written, you know, you can forgive it. And it's also, the, I can make sense of this. Yeah, I can make sense of it. It's clearly written by a very young person, yeah. a young man. So when Kyle West brings the song to Albie Sure, Albie Sure just starts singing over it and comes up with the hook. I can tell you how I feel about you night and day. He just starts saying over and over. But then he he needed to get lyrics. Now, he's not a lyricist. Yep. So they have the song without the lyrics. And so while they're even recording it, I think in the studio, they went for breakfast at a McDonald's. And on the napkins, I'll be sure, writes out the lyrics, which explains, you know, why they are the way they are. Yeah. He described it as, as, a, uh, as a love letter to a woman, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Which it is, but reading through it logically, there are problems in it. Yeah. I have written down here, the song doesn't make a lot of logical sense in terms of story, but it makes intimate sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I was pretty proud of that. That's Yes, oh, very much so. Okay. So let's go to the intimate sense here. So verse one, I'll love you more in the rain or shine. And making love in the rain is fine. A love so good, and I call it mine. Love is blind. I think his goal is rhyming. Yeah. And it's fair. These are all very true. Well, the first line doesn't really make a lot of sense. I'll, I'll love you more in the... Well... I guess I'll love you more anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, in the rain or shine. So, he'll love her more. I guess if it's raining or shining, he'll love her more. Like, if it's foggy... He'll love okay. her less, maybe. Well, I think he's I seeing, saying love as a as a verb rather than a feeling, if you know what I mean. No, explain. Okay, well, second line says, "And <laughs> making love in the rain is fine," which is kind of funny to me. Is like, just in case you didn't know, I'm gonna bring up the rain again. Like, I love you in the rain or shine, and I'll make love to you in the rain, just so you know. Yeah. And love's so good, and I call it mine. And then he says, love is blind. Like, whoa, whoa, I'll beat. 
if love is blind, love is blind is like one of the worst phrases because that basically means the person you're in love with is the wrong choice for you. Yeah. There's there's no redeemable qualities about her. Maybe maybe he's trying to mean it in such a sense that uh, like it doesn't matter who she is, what she is, what she looks like or anything like that, that he loves her regardless of all that. Maybe it, in her insecurities. Right. And then it hits to our chorus, right? Yep. I can tell you how I feel about you night and day. Which is him saying, I can tell you how I feel about you night and day. Instead of just telling her how he feels, he says he can tell her how he feels about her night and day. But the can is the telling her. I don't know if it's paradoxical or super deep or super shallow. I think it's super deep and super intimate. Yes. Just like, this is all intimate. It's like, I can tell you how, like, night and day, any day of the week, any time, I can tell you how I feel because that's how open I am to you. Right. And then the next line of that chorus is, how I feel about you. This always confuses me in songs when they say, no, 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 afterwards. How I feel about you. And then he says, no, no, no. I'm like, well, wait, wait. When you say, no, 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 I, yeah. my sense is that's a, that's a, that's a no. That's a no. No means no. But I guess it'd be weirder if he said, how I feel about you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it no. didn't have to be anything there, but I guess, you know, they wanted something to fill. I don't know. We'll talk to Al next time we, we hang out with him. Yeah, because by the time you get to the last two, I can tell you how I feel about you night and day, how I feel about you, and he says, ho oh," according to our genius lyrics, which yeah. they transliterate pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, verse two. Here we go. Believe me when I say that I do care. I can tell you. Woo! I'd like to run my fingers through your hair. <laughs> I can tell you. Baby, if you left, I could not bear. Please don't share. I don't understand that because he's so open about how he feels about her, but he doesn't want the world to know. He had so many other options. He yeah. could have said, let me stare. Let me take you to a fair. I'll, I'll bring you to my lair. Okay, those all sound really creepy. Okay, sit in this chair. Sit in this chair. <laughs> Can I braid your hair? Yeah, the, you already had fingers through your hair. Oh, so, that's true, yeah. Um, you don't seem anything like Linda Blair. We could do this. <laughs> I, why, why am I we, working? Why are we not lyricists? I don't understand this. And then that verse two actually has another part where he says, do you love me? Please let me know. Don't fight the feeling. Just let it show. A feeling so deep that comes within. What kind of love am I in? That also kind of goes with the love is blind. Why are you asking that question now? Be sure. Yeah. Aren't you sure? Yeah. Your name implies that you are. Yeah. You're in a great love. Sounds like a great love. Because he can tell her how he feels about her night and day. That's right. Yeah. How does he feel about her night and day? Good. I think she. I think he feels good about her. That's a perfect grade eleven English class answer. Yeah. I. Uh, I might be the most romantic person ever. 
I feel so good about you. I feel so good about you, baby. Alright, bridge time. And we just gotta work through the lyrics. We gotta yeah. get through Oh this. yeah, yeah. If you and I were one girl, the love we'd share would be so fun. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'll finish this. Just take my hand and you'll see, girl, that we'd take off into another world. You know, okay, so he rhymed one and fun. Yeah. But instead of rhyming with C, which would have made sense to me. Yeah. He rhymed with girl to world. So if you and I were one girl, we'd have so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just take my hand and you'll see, girl. I'll take you to another world. But I think with the bridge, the the rhyming scheme doesn't have to, like, again, we still don't understand what a bridge does or how it works necessarily. One of the things that I know definitively about a bridge mm. is I'm not sure how they work. But what I also know is that perhaps maybe the rhyming scheme doesn't have to make sense either. It doesn't. And I should know this as an English teacher where I keep telling the students, you know, you don't have to rhyme everything, even though he's rhyming everything. Yeah. But he at least he's being creative with which word he chooses to rhyme. Yes, exactly. So... He's getting at least a 70. But if I hear the music, I'll give him a 95. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. And I just say 95 because we don't want to give 100 yet because I think I might have given it to Gregory Abbott. Yeah. I mean, you and I might have some disagreements here. You think uh, Shake You Down's sexier than uh, Night and Day? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But maybe it's because I came so late to, <laughs> to the game. Night and Day sounds like a young person's love song and... Shake You Down sounds like a, a, you know, a worker man's love song. I will say, though, that uh, Gregory Abbott's stare in the video, like that, that Can't blue-eyed be beat. stare. Oh, please. Can't yeah. be beat. It's uh, definitely trumps the looks that uh, that I'll be sure is giving in his video. You're saying that the unibrow and the jean jacket's not doing it for you? Not not the overall look, but like the intensity that he's yeah. staring at the camera. Yeah. Like he's just, he's going for this like really mature smoldering sort yeah. of uh, intensity. Gregory, yeah. yeah. Gregory Abbott's already coming in as an as a prof. Yeah. He's already got that look. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I'll be sure is coming in as like a, as a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, what's your favorite part of the song? Oh, easily the girl in the bridge. That girl, like that's so <laughs> that's good. That's good. good. But there's also like the drum fills are good. Yeah. Um, his woos are good. Like everything. Like there's a lot of like really awesome things working in this song. The hook is perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I I have that, and I love the electric guitar because it surprised me so much. Yeah. I think they kind of abandoned that later, but there's like a definite rock feel. And then they use the electric guitar in its sensuousness that I think uh, 
more people should be using. Please try not to use the word sensuous again. That I knew as I was saying it that it was not coming across (laughs) the way I intended. Not my usual jam. Yeah. So the music video is kind of your standard, I would say, late 80s R&B type of uh, video. It's in New York City. It's I'll Be Sure singing. There are girls sort of walking throughout it and everything. It's not doing a whole lot, but his stares in it, like there's the curled lip, the, the a little bit of a snarl, just a, a really intense, intense look on his face constantly. And for those of you who don't know, I'll be sure was was rocking a, a, a unibrow, like unashamedly rocking yeah. it. I think he made it sexy. Oh, he was an attractive man. Oh, yeah. There was an interview that we both saw, and they were talking about like women passing out at his concerts and fainting and just throwing their underwear up on the stage. Women literally throwing themselves at him while he's beside his model wife at the time. Right, right. That's correct. And just like... Like, uh, the man had it going on. He did. I'd like to know who the director of is the video and what he's yelling. Smoldering! More! More! You mean what Peter Nigri was yelling? Well done. Yeah. So, also in the video... So, if Albie Sure is the, the first character in the video, New York City is the second character. The third character is his wardrobe. Acid-washed. I feel it's black and white, so I'm going with a gray acid wash, but it could be blue acid washed, jean jacket, jeans. Yes. Almost a complete Canadian tuxedo. It's just missing the the denim shirt. Honorary uh, member of our country. I think so, yeah. I think we should give him citizenship, right? Well, definitely citizenship in the Winchester. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll come down, hang out with us podcast with us he's a radio personality he has a great speaking voice right it's shocking to hear his voice because you think he'd have this high voice yeah but he has this beautiful he's got bass oh yeah and he's on you can listen to him on some great podcast interviews and he just has this sort of wisdom that's come now with age i mean the early years probably tricky tricky to navigate when you're that attractive as a 20-year-old who's getting pushed by Quincy Jones, I don't know. I would flex that, too, if I had the chance. Thank goodness Quincy Jones didn't look out for us. Who knows what we I know, right? We're, well, we might be successful radio personalities with oh, yeah. great podcasting voices. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't have the successful radio personalities going on. But we have adequate podcasting voices. Right. As you know, Albie Sher says, music is his wife, and all the other women in his life are his mistresses. <laughs> Just put that out there. Like, wow. Yeah, it kind of ruins the vibe of the song where it's like, yeah. oh, you're just talking about, the, you're just is really. He just, is he just singing about music? Yeah, he's really kind of geeky about music in terms of interested in waveforms, the engineering behind it. He's not into like the whole um, loving sort of vibe. At least that's what he said. Well, he started producing songs for other artists yeah. early in the, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like he worked with Jodeci, Tevin Campbell, Usher, Faith Evans. Crazy. Like, he worked with all of them. Yeah. And this is like early 90s when his career is still going on. It's still going fairly strong yeah. too, right? Faith Evans gives him a lot of props. Yes. Yeah. David Bowie had him on his white noise black tie i got that reverse black tie white noise yeah. song i didn't realize that until i watched the unsung documentary yeah 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 
So um, I'm going to post in the show notes a clip of them dancing on Jay Leno. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I'll be sure. Great singer. Great singer. Great singer. Whitney Houston, great singer. Bobby Brown, great dancer. (laughs) (laughs) If you catch what I'm throwing down. I like Bobby Brown as a singer too. Yeah. I'll be sure, Whitney, uh, you don't want them in the center of your dance floor. No. I got some great categories. I feel really strong about this. Okay, fantastic. Let's hear them. Okay, got new ones. Then we'll go to some old ones. Yep. I have written here, what's the best season for listening to this song? And then underneath I have, you can generate heat anywhere. So instead of asking you what the best season is, we're going to work through the four seasons and in what circumstances is the best to listen to this song. Okay, this sounds complicated, but uh, I'll I'll let you start. Winter, I have Roaring Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roaring Fire, glass of wine, like red wine. Yeah, yeah. Bearskin rug. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Spring. What do you think spring? Would... Late spring rainstorm. Oh, yes. Very good. Late spring rainstorm. Summer. I have evening poolside gin and tonic or maybe an unsweetened iced tea. Yeah. I could see that. Late at night, though. Yeah, yeah. But it's got to be a pool. Pool's yeah. got lights in it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. The pool's lit up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Fall, fall. This is a sweater. Uh, walking through, walking through a park. Uh, leaves are falling, and you're just holding, holding her tight. I got that basically written down. A serious? Yeah. Get out of my brain. Yeah. All right. Also, I feel this is a song that if you're going to sing it at karaoke, you should be wearing a silk shirt. Yeah. Maybe you- silk underwear too. Well, just to go with the whole thing. So you get the feeling. I thought all underwear was made out of silk. Oh, wow. You're definitely a 90s man. Yeah. <laughs> Does that stuff breathe? Well, it doesn't not breathe. <laughs> all right. I got some more new categories for you. Okay. Best woo. Would you give it to Albie Sure, Michael Jackson, or Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry, Albie and uh, and Michael. All right, another loss for Albie. Best unibrow, Albie Sure or Frida Kahlo? Oh wow, oh, Frida. Frida's got to win it. Yeah, they don't I, sell Albie Sure night and day at galleries. Or, I, I would say even uh, the basketball player Anthony Davis has a has a more pronounced unibrow. Oh, he does. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. All right. Oh, sorry, Albie Sure, double loss there. Sorry. Okay, more new categories for you. Okay. <laughs> this is just special. So we watched the unsung documentaries, and there's like there's a whole host of things. People in America will know about this more than maybe other countries, where they kind of take an artist and the unsung documentary will show their rise and then show their fall. Yeah. And then hopefully show their sort of resurrection. Yeah. Now the original unsung, they had about four episodes as testers. And Albie Sure was the voiceover for them. Okay. Yeah. But I don't want to say ironically, because I don't think that's the word. But funny enough, they did an Albie Sure episode, which we watched. So my question for you, Frank, is if they made an unsung episode about your life. Who would narrate it? Who would narrate it? Oh, my goodness. Well, 
Can't be Gilbert Godfrey. He's uh he's passed away. Yeah. Would it be Michael Bolton or Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh wow, that's. Could I get either of them? Like so, this this is a universe where anything's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. I prefer Michael Bolton. I would first. say Michael Bolton. Yeah, because it would be difficult for my wife to uh to narrate. <laughs> to narrate my, exactly. Yeah. Okay, very good. Especially my my downfall parts right yeah i'm also terrified that if they did an unsung documentary about my life they'd find out things i'm trying to hide oh i know right yeah i stole once i stole candy i stole candy from a convenience store (laughs) okay well this has become an unsung documentary (laughs) i know right uh okay let's go to our classic categories michael bolton ender of worlds because of course he could do this song yeah would he destroy the world would he destroy himself? Would he fly up to heaven in unbelievable ecstasy? <laughs> uh, I already set up. The answer is number three. And yeah. when would he fly up to heaven in unbelievable e- well, ecstasy? I think like the, the first real explosion would happen. That the the woo. Yeah, that's possible. But he, it, but not he wouldn't woo the way I'll be sure woos, he would woo the way Michael Bolton woos, which is long and sustained and just yeah. like Starts at 11 and goes up to like 128. So this is a nine-minute song with two minutes of the first woo. Yeah, basically, yeah. I like to think that he gets through the song, but the bridge is too far for him to go. A bridge too far. The bridge too far, (laughs) and he goes straight up to heaven when he just explodes. Yeah. When he says girl. Yeah. And then just reverberates around. He doesn't destroy the world this time. I think he might actually bring back life, but he sacrifices himself, or rather... In the process, yeah. Like Enoch taken straight up into heaven. (laughs) Okay, so there we go. (laughs) I like how the uh, could Michael Bolton sing this turned into the Michael Bolton destroyer of worlds. Yeah. I think we turned it around a bit this, yeah, this episode. So, yeah. Okay. Um, at a wedding, sing this at a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You sing this at a wedding. This is the song that is played at a wedding, and this is when people are hooking up. End of the night song. It's towards the end of the night, and this is when matches are being made. I would love this to be a really awkward moment during the church service <laughs> where the special music just gets gets so real and so sexy. Did you so play it on the organ? Oh my goodness. I would love it. And then Michael Bolton's there because yeah. he gets taken up like Enoch. Yeah. And everyone's wondering, there's a hole in the roof. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, high school dance, middle school dance. Where are you playing this? Um... If if I was chaperoning a dance, you don't play this at a dance. You got to watch out for this. This song is playing and you're a chaperone of a dance. Your head has to be on a swivel because... Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what? This is things like... Things are happening. This is an out of school dance. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mixtape. Mixtape. You go first. You sure? Yeah. What's your theme? Songs to get in the mood. Okay. Yeah, and it kind of follows through from getting into the mood to getting down to business. Okay. (laughs) These are songs for the... uh, Intimate times. Intimate times. Okay. So I I feel I'm going to be stealing some. I purposely put a whole bunch in just in case I stole yours. But thank you. It's going to open with no diggity. Oh. Because it's Ted Riley singing that first verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like setting the stage. It's kind of fun, but it's... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's getting ready. No doubt. Yeah. 
And then it moves to You Make Me Wanna by Usher. His protege. Oh, yes. And then, uh, ah, boys to men. Oh. Yeah, I know. And then it's going to go into Night and Day, which is like, you know, it's big. And then we finish it off with Don't Let Go by En Vogue. Good call. Yeah, that's... That's that's, a... That's the mix. That is baby-making music. (laughs) Thank you. Maybe that's what I'll call it. Your turn. So I went a little bit more... um, On the nose? No, a little less less mature. Okay. (laughs) A mixtape with artists who have initials in their names. Okay, good. (laughs) So, Ben E. King, Stand By Me. Gotcha. Katie Lang, Constant Craving. Then we ramp it up. It's Susie Q, Two of Hearts. Okay. (laughs) Then we go to Timmy T. One more try. Stevie B, Because I Love You, bracket, the Postman song. Mary J. Blige, Real Love. And we give it all over to Kenny G. By the time this night is over to bring it home. Oh, man. Now if we combine our mixtapes, I got the whole mood set. And then I feel everything just takes a turn. Yeah, I killed the mood. Thanks, Thanks Frank. <laughs> well, except for the uh, Kenny G. That's, yeah. a, that's a romantic song. Well, by the end, well, they've been in a fight, I think. But by, the, by, by, by then, they're ready. Well, Timmy T and Stevie B, those yeah, are those you're right, romantic actually. songs. Yeah, sorry, I'll take that back. Okay. Bit of an interesting bit of trivia. There's no charting in Canada for this song. Yeah. Only the States. I don't know even know if it's a UK charter. Yeah, it, it charted fairly high in the States on the R&B charts. Oh, yeah. And it did well in the pop charts, too. It was number one in the R&B and, like, number five or something on the pop charts. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. It was nominated for a Grammy for the best uh, male R&B vocal performance, too. So I wonder what it did internationally. Because I think it was big in Japan. I saw a performance of him doing it in Japan, but okay. Wikipedia didn't give us this info. No, no, no. Yeah, which is, yeah, come on, Wikipedia. Get, get your stuff together here. I need information for my podcast. Well, I feel we've successfully done an episode on a sexy, guilt-free pleasure. I think so, too. And no matter when you're listening to this, whether it be night or day, I hope you know how we feel about you. We feel good. (laughs) This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.